Greetings. This is Phil St. Romain. Thank you for tuning in to my Awaken podcast channel. In this message, we're going to reflect on living with the principles articulated in the long version of the Serenity Prayer and how they are a pathway to peace and joy even during the difficult times of our lives. A transcript of this podcast is published and available free of charge from my website, shalomplace.com. That's S-H-A-L-O-M-P-L-A-C-E dot com. There you will also find a link to make a donation to support the Internet Ministry of Heartland Center for Spirituality. Thanks go out to my daughter, Teresa St. Romain, and daughter-in-law, Catherine St. Romain, for their assistance in editing this work. And now, our podcast. It's March 26, 2020, as I record this podcast. A new and deadly strain of coronavirus popped up in China last year, and has since spread throughout the world. To date, there have been tens of thousands of cases with thousands of deaths, and it is expected to grow worse. People are staying home to avoid catching or spreading the virus, for which there is no vaccine or effective drug treatment at this time. The response in the United States and other nations has featured schools, libraries, and businesses closing. This has aroused fear in many. Hoarding goes on in stores, and people seem wary of each other as we try to maintain a social distance. The stock market has plummeted, erasing years of gains. People see their life and retirement savings decimated. Some who are told to stay home will have no income. Others who can work have no child care options, so use up their leave time, hoping things will return to normal soon. No one knows how long this will go on. Will the virus be killed off by warmer weather? How long before a safe and effective vaccine will be developed? It is a dark time on a wide scale, and sometimes the scale of darkness in our lives is not global. Loss of a job, discovery of a serious health problem, death of a spouse or child, and so forth. How do we live through these times? It's impossible not to be stressed by them, but we need not let them define us either. In addition to seeking support and assistance from others, including helping professionals, we can always find, in every situation, opportunities to grow spiritually. That's where the Serenity Prayer comes in. It provides an excellent roadmap for helping us sort through the issues at stake while remaining centered through a time of darkness. It even nudges us to become open to new opportunities for joy and blessing. How badly we need this during the dark times. The Serenity Prayer is generally attributed to Reinhold Niebuhr, a 20th century Protestant theologian who taught for 30 years at Union Theological Seminary in New York. The first three lines of the prayer are very well known, showing up on wall plaques and prayed by recovery groups worldwide. God, 
Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Lots of wisdom there. But the prayer continues. There's a longer version. Living one day at a time. Enjoying one moment at a time. Accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. Taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with you forever in the next. I've written a book reflecting on the serenity prayer, which goes into each line of the prayer in some depth, so you might want to check that out on my website, shalomplace.com. What we're going to do in this podcast now is to reflect on the guidance of the prayer and how it can help us to live more fully in a time of darkness. We'll go over each line with suggestions for continuing reflection and perhaps some action to take for each. First, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. We are never at peace when we're trying to change the unchangeable. What might that be in this time of darkness? Have we set things up in our minds so that we cannot allow ourselves to be at peace in the present situation? Serenity comes to those who have turned everything over to God's care. How can we be more open to God as the source of our peace during this time? For many, it is through faith and prayer. Whatever it is that helps you to find peace, that is the practice to undertake during this time. Resolve to do so. Courage to change the things I can. What can I actually do to make the present situation better? Perhaps there is some action to take. With regard to the spread of the coronavirus, I'm restricting my activities in large groups, washing my hands more frequently, trying to eat and sleep well, keeping my immune system strong. Sometimes we might also need the assistance of others, perhaps a counselor, a doctor, or a supportive friend. It can take courage to reach out for help, but there are also consequences for not reaching out. Doing what we can helps us to feel that we are not completely victimized by the situation, that we have some degree of power and responsibility. That in itself is helpful. So what's to be done in the situation in which you find yourself now? Make a list and resolve to do what seems sensible or necessary. The wisdom to know the difference. This is the step of discernment. Sometimes we try to change things, then discover we can't, so we must somehow back off and adjust at least our attitude. Sometimes we discover that if we don't try to do something, there's no real serenity, that we're copping out, playing a victim role. What is our part? What's the other's? 
What's God's? The fruit of this effort to discern is a wisdom that deepens and supports serenity. We choose, attitudinally, not to disturb ourselves over things we cannot change, so long as we are doing all we can and leaving the rest, including the consequences of our actions, in God's care. Make a decision to turn over to God's care all that you cannot control, and pray for the willingness to do what must be done. Ask the Spirit of God to show you the way forward. Living one day at a time. Jesus taught about this. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 34, he says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What is the work or effort to be undertaken this day? What can wait until tomorrow? We can only do what we can do, and so we need to let go of what cannot be done today. That doesn't mean that we don't make plans for tomorrow, only that we wait until tomorrow to do what must be done then. To do otherwise is to introduce stress, worry, and anxiety into our lives. Daily living also means honoring our basic needs to eat well, exercise, sleep, work, and play. What needs attending to this day? What can wait? Enjoying one moment at a time. Enjoying. I like to hyphenate that word. Enjoying. Living our days in joy. This can only happen if we are open to the moment in love and gratitude, for that is the proper disposition for encountering God who is the true source of our peace and joy. Every moment is a gift to be encountered in loving openness, realizing that God is always here, now, and loving. When we miss the present moment because we are trapped in worry or discouragement, we miss the moment of God. We can tell God how we feel, and that is one way of staying present to God. It is good, too, to practice gratitude for the simple things and take time to enjoy them. A lovely sunrise, for example. A good meal. Flowers. Birds. Family members. As the psalmist wrote, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Be open to this joy. Make a list of gratitudes. Practice gratitude throughout each day and do what you're doing without concern about the rest. Accepting hardship as the pathway to peace. Accepting. There's that word again. If hardship is a consequence of a thing we cannot change and we are practicing daily and present moment living, then even our hardship can become a context for peace. Why? Because that is the reality of our lives, 
where God is to be found, with peace as a consequence. In Romans chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, Paul notes that we can, quote, rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Hardship is what we usually try to avoid, but if we can discover that God is to be found there too, and that it is a context for deep and powerful growth, then our fear of suffering and dark times diminishes. We can become stronger within ourselves by persevering in the effort to be loving and grateful during times of hardship. What have you learned during such times? What invitations are there to grow in the ones you face now? Taking, as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Another summons to acceptance. This is not to deny that the world is indeed sinful, broken, and unjust. It is all of that and we would certainly prefer that it not be. But it's the only world we have to live in. There's no place else to go. We can do our small part to change things, knowing that Jesus did the same, opening a way for us to journey with him through this life. There is indeed darkness in this world, but Jesus loved this world and all its brokenness and shows us how to do the same. How do you see Jesus accepting this world as it is? How can you do the same? Trusting that God will make all things right if I surrender to his will. Here is the key practice. Surrender to the will of God. God's will, as Jesus reveals, and the saints and mystics confirm, is about truth and love. What is the will of God? It is to do the loving thing. God's will is love, not just in an emotional sense, but in truth as well. This is difficult, for it means that God calls us to be loving even when we don't feel like it, when, in fact, we feel the opposite. The Spirit of Truth points the way, prompting us to act in a manner that promotes love. To reach out to someone, for example, or take a break at work, or honestly face our feelings. When we say yes with our will, make a decision with our will to do what is right, we open the door to the flow of love and serenity is not far behind. This decision to act lovingly is a kind of surrender, even a sacrifice that opens us more and more to God who will make our lives right even during times of hardship. What kind of surrender decisions are you being invited to make these days? Pray for the grace to do so. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with God forever in the next. This part of the prayer puts everything in perspective. 
As Hebrews chapter 13 verse 14 puts it, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. No lasting city. We are here on earth for only a few years, but our life with God goes on forever. We can be reasonably happy in this life, as the prayer notes, if we practice the principles related in the previous lines of the serenity prayer. Faith, acceptance, trust, surrender, taking responsibility for our part, discernment, openness to the present moment in gratitude, exercising the willingness to love. We note that this reasonable happiness is not dependent on external circumstances so much as on our attitude toward the present situation. Dark times can press in on us, but if we call upon God and work diligently to live fully and lovingly through them, we can know serenity and some degree of happiness. Let us embrace the lessons that are given to us and learn from them, even though they might seem bitter and extreme. The alternative to living as the serenity prayer invites is a shrinking away from reality in fear, hopelessness, and selfishness. There's no reasonable happiness in that kind of life. But there really is a God who can be encountered here and now, loving us and everything in each moment. Let us then be here now in love, no matter what the context of our lives might be. Then when we die, and we all shall die as we know, the peace and joy we have come to know in this life will be completely fulfilled in a full-hearted union with God. Such is our belief and our hope. So what gives you the hope and strength to live lovingly and courageously? What part of the serenity prayer is the most difficult challenge for you to live at this time? Take a few moments to consider how you might live life more peacefully and joyously and ask for the grace to do so.